Hi, everybody. For this new episode of Retention Zone, I have the pleasure to have with me someone that is in the Middle East, and it's uh, Jan Colleter. Hi, Carlo. Thank you so much for thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I'm very proud that you uh, contacted me. To be honest, I didn't want to ask you directly, but you called me first, so that's good. <laughs> you know, a fellow creator. So we're both what consultant, expert, analyst, creator, whatever. Well, the the reason that I uh, I anticipated, if you want, because uh, Jan was for a long time in my list of attentions on potential guests, is that he came out with a post, and I wanted it it provoke immediately say, oh, I, we should talk about it on on the podcast. So first, quickly tell me about uh, Jan and the streaming lab. First, Jan first. Originally, I come from the south of France, Marseille. I can uh, tell. I can I'm very, tell. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very pro- the south, the Fr- my French accent, or from the south of France. <laughs> both. <laughs> I'm, yeah, perfect. I'm proud of uh, both, so that's fine. Uh, I, I quickly moved to to Dubai already ten years ago. So I've been in the region for the past ten uh, years. So far, so good. Um, I met my wife here. I had my first son, and uh, let's see. But uh, I'm sure we'll stay uh, a little bit longer in this uh, beautiful uh, region. The Streaming Lab is a is an interesting story. It started like a few years back out of um, frustration. Um, I've been, you know, acquiring a lot of content in the region from Hollywood studios and independent content providers, and then at some points, um, I was always looking for information about streaming in MENA, what's happening, who are the players, what business model do they have, etc. But you know, most of the companies are private, so it was very, very tricky to find the right information. So I started writing on LinkedIn about streaming in MENA specifically. My first post, I remember exactly, was the list of um, streaming services that launched in the MENA region for the past 10 years. And I remember, from, I knew, I, I think, 10, 15 of them. But all the community, you know, started like uh, commenting and, and bringing more and more information. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, there were, in fact, like uh, more than uh, 30 local streaming services. Wow. Today, there are more than uh, 45 and, and 60, I would say, active streaming services mm. if you had the global giants and yeah. the international players. So it started on LinkedIn, this, this beautiful adventure. And then I think this is when we first uh, talk, uh, uh, Carlo. Um, then I launched my newsletter. Um, and, and since then, like uh, it, it keeps growing. So I'm very happy. This is the media part of the streaming lab um, where I, um, I want to support the region, explain uh, how is the market, um, what's the future of the market. I also launched a podcast. I also included another uh, amazing newsletter um, called Streaming in India, uh, written Vinit. by my yeah. friend Vinit Mehta, exactly. Yeah. So it's growing and it will keep growing. On the other side, what I want to do is not only comment the industry, but be part of it. So that's why consulting is key for me. I want to uh, to sit next to, uh, um, next to the streaming professional within the, the platforms understand how do they work, bring my expertise, help them on many topics, acquisition, market intelligence, business model, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I supported many local players in the past uh, two years and, uh, and I want to keep uh, doing it. So it's kind of, the streaming lab is kind of an hybrid model between media, yeah. uh, consulting and 
I will say maybe a third part that is market intelligence. Mm -hmm. I launched the first market report um, yeah. one year ago. And uh, yeah, uh, the success was definitely there. I sold more than uh, 60 uh, um, reports oh, really? and uh, some of them thanks to you because you promoted it. So <laughs> thanks again. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, quite a similar path I think we're on. Uh, but go back to the post that uh, if I remember well, and maybe I'll, I'll share it in, in the video and in the, the comment below, it was about uh, streaming. There is no loyalty from streaming services more than in streaming services or both. But, and I, I was immediately captured, so I have to comment on this. So, but explain me what you, what you wanted to say and where you come from, if you want. So the first uh, line is uh, loyalty isn't uh, rewarded in streaming. Correct. And I, I wanted to write about this topic for um, a long time, but um, what uh, pro why I decided to write uh, to write it like last week is because like uh, I received um, an email with a discount uh, code of eighty <laughs> percent from one of the top streaming service uh, in the region, and for I was like, customer. yeah, so exactly in, for, in the acquisition for new part, exactly and. It's not the first time, you know, I used to receive like many emails from this exact same uh, platform, but I used to receive also other um, emails like with 30%, 40% from other platforms. And I was like, yeah. again, like I'm a subscriber of this platform and I've been a subscriber of this platform for the past two years, you know, so I'm, I'm a loyal customer. First of all, I keep receiving these kind of emails. Secondly, um, I keep paying the high price. So. Well, there is at some point, like um, speaking from not only a streaming professional, but uh, you know, from a, an active consumer. user of this exactly a consumer, I found it like very strange and like, um, and I was pissed off definitely. So that's why I wrote about it. And yeah, the post like um, attracted a lot of uh, comments, like 50 likes, uh, 25 comments uh, coming not only from the MENA region, but from all over the world. So it shows that definitely this topic is an interesting yeah. one, is a tricky one, a complex one. We don't have the answer, of course. I think we can all agree um, that it's uh, challenging for most of the streaming services to keep uh, their uh, users. But what's the exact solution? I'm not sure. I think uh, I've been in many discussion, if you want, on the pricing side and also the strategy side in direct-to-consumer OTT. And clearly, on one end, if you see it from the, the, the streaming service point of view, as it's so difficult to acquire a, a, a customer and you want to retain a customer, on the other end, you also think in the book, it goes as a flat line of revenue for a long time. So very often, we focus on ARPU on one end, uh, but also on L LTV, so long-time value, no? And there is kind of a maybe lazy approach. So yes, I think churn is the scary monster. We all spend time in retaining uh, customer strategies. That's why we have this now. <laughs> but on the other end, it's kind of this flat line of revenue. What What is very appealing on the obviously the, the streaming service uh, side is once you acquire a customer until you lose the customer, it's a flat line of revenue. It's kind of an assumption or 
or if you focus on something, you focus on going, you know, later up, or, yep. you know, upsell or cross sell, etc. On the other end, if you see it from the customer point of view, you would also like to see the same. No, I'm staying longer, and I want to like exactly what what you are saying in in, in the post. So why am I not rewarded uh, if I'm staying longer? And how many? tactics from customers that we've seen of people saying, oh, maybe I have to go out and come back, right? Exactly. With pay TV. I know yeah. people doing it with pay TV because the moment you say I'm canceling, they, they come to your door and give you, if you try to call customer service, nobody replies. But the moment it's like with banks. So we have seen these dynamics. The most interesting things that I think came to my mind is, okay, that's a good point. But what is... What should a streaming service do? Because one thing is there is a tension, no? Streaming service wants money. Customer wants to pay less for better content, right? But as we have seen a lot of strategies for acquisition, win back, is there a strategy that is feasible and it's not hurting the bottom line to reward loyal customers? And if you the have question, any thought yeah. or an idea. Yeah, the question is what uh, will hurt more, you know? Losing customers or... Uh... Or like losing a little bit uh, of revenues because you want to make them happy. There's a but fine line. Yeah. In on one end, so again, I, I want to be. I'm always very much of a. a, a I try to be a consumer just to test also the strategies. But on one end, you have this guarantee income as a streaming service, the revenue. And especially if you have a lot of customers, either you are able to segment it in a certain way. But if reward some of them with something that is a cost for you, because if you can reward them without adding cost to you, that's the perfect solution. Or with lateral cost, that's the perfect solution. You give value to customers without attracting value from your bottom line. On the other hand, if you have a big customer base, it could be super expensive to do even a tiny bit. So, uh, so I, I totally agree. I am surprised there is not more, more discussion about this, to be honest, especially in the moment which churn is very high. But uh, we should find maybe best examples of cases in which this has worked or proven to work. That's, and that's very difficult to have access to these numbers, and um, especially in the MENA region where, uh, as I mentioned, most of the platforms are uh, private. So a good mm -hmm. point is, I'm, I'm sure you heard about it, but recently Shahid, the streaming service of NBC Group, that is the main broadcaster of the MENA yeah. region, offered 10% um, of their capital to the public uh, via an IPO. So they had to share data, ah. which is good, you know? So I'm always like trying to find like uh, where to get this data. And I discovered, <laughs> so I will share it with you, that um, H1 2023, they have uh, 3.4 million SVOD subscribers, okay? Um, and 16 million monthly average users on the AVOD side. Shahid is a hybrid um, yeah. streaming yeah. service with so AVOD. Repeat the number SVOD. just to be clear. So 3.4 uh, million SVOD yeah. and 16 okay. million monthly av okay. average users. Okay. And this is uh, where the, the, the churn numbers are uh, interesting. So in 2020, they lost 1 million SVOD subscribers. Oh. Um, in uh, 2021, 0.8 million, and they lost 1 million again in 2022. The, their definition of churn is 
in, includes also the um, the consumers that um, start the the seven day you know the free trial and then decides to okay. leave. So that's why ah, the numbers okay. are okay. impressive. But still, you know, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, they keep growing, so it means they they keep adding uh, more subscribers. So. Um, I have also the numbers of uh, subscribers they added. Uh-huh. So in 2020 they lost 1 million but they they got they added 1.8 million. In 2021 they lost 0.8 million and added 2 million. And in 2022 they lost 1 million but added 2.4 million. So the acquisition is going well. The problem without so if you don't have the the split between the free trial and the real churn, yes. that's a bit where yeah. it becomes tricky. Yeah. Because in theory, again, definitely it should be. It's a huge, uh, huge uh, percentage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the free trial, I would expect it to be like a, you know seventy percent of, of it. See, see, see. But on one end, I think clearly hybrid is one subject. But let's uh, step back for a moment from the post and vision and everything. Give me a vision, your view that is, I think, super well informed of the MENA market for specific streaming. How do you see it evolving? Where do you see it going? Yes. And, and again, especially then, we, if at the end we can f- focus on how to retain customers in a region that had maybe different dynamics than Europe or US. Uh, different dynamic, definitely. Uh, the the um, streaming penetration of the MENA region is 8%. Ah. So in uh, I assume in the US, 90 or so definitely the, the dynamic are different. Um, another interesting point is that there are, as I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, podcast, so 60 um, active platforms, 45 of them are uh, what I call homegrown or local streaming specific. services. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the main one being like Shahid that we, we just um, talked about, OSM Plus. Um, yes. Stars play, uh, Todd. Uh, I'm sure uh, you know very, yeah. uh, very very well this one. I just had uh, James Wontley on, on the amazing. podcast. Yes. No, it's, a, it's an amazing platform. Also. Then yeah. you have the global giants, but there are not that many global giants here. You have Netflix, Disney Plus, Prime Video, Apple TV Plus. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why also this region is a, is very specific. And then you have the international streaming services. That are active. It means they 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 have a team here. They uh, they localize the content strategy. They acquire content from the um, from the local players, etc. And most of them are Indian players. Okay. The main reason is that um, we share um, the same audience, so so it makes sense for them to 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 invest resources and 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 target the region. So um, complex market. Then we talk. Uh, about Mina, uh, that is a beautiful region, but this is a very di- diverse region. So it's difficult to consider Mina as a region. You know, it's uh, different countries, sub-regions maybe, um, with totally like a different uh, kind of population, uh, language. Um, uh, of course, they don't have the, the same like uh, price sensitivity. The penetration of um, mobile CTV uh, is totally different. If you talk about UAE, Saudi, Egypt, those three countries are the most like a powerful one when it comes mm-hmm. to streaming. Yeah. So yeah. it's important to, to mention them. And uh, so they, they still a lot to do. And I talk a lot about lo- the local streaming ecosystem. 
because like um, they know very well the region and and they are successful in terms of uh, number of subscribers compared to the the global players that are still like uh, struggling you know to to, uh, but to you find think the good that's, that's mostly because of content or even at product level uh, it's a mix you know for example uh, so netflix is an invest like uh, more and more in content uh, but still like you know they don't have a team in dubai they manage it from uh, amsterdam so you see the, the in investment in terms of resources and uh, and the way they see the region um, is is not they, they don't i think they don't consider it as a as a core market of course mm -hmm. prime video look they just uh, decided to close uh, their investment in the region and to stop producing content they announced it last week yeah. Um, Disney Plus, they are struggling, definitely. I know it for uh, I, I know it very well. Uh, Apple TV Plus, of course, they are not here. There is no team, so that's it. So um, many reasons. So there is the more space. There is more space for the local for the local players. Yes. Yeah. What's sure is that the local players they they did not wait for the global giants to to come and you know make money in this market. So they established like a. Um, an ecosystem in terms of uh, content acquisition, content production, um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that the global giants will come uh, will come here at some point. Maybe they are waiting, you know, for the market to be a little little bit more mature. Yeah, more but but, uh, but the potential is uh, is there. If we think of the why, I know that the hybrid AVOD and, and SVOD is already clearly um, a model there that is very popular. But do you think people are getting used to have more services? They're moving from what? What are, what are the dynamics in terms of consumer behavior that you have observed in the region? Are they churning off and then just to change because there is the new series? What do you think is the. What is yeah, yeah. The, so, um, different answers. So, the uh, the average um, number of uh, streaming services per uh, person is around like uh, three yeah. which is uh, not too bad but uh, as yeah. i mentioned they have 60 uh, platforms so good luck to, yeah. to enter as part of the three uh, <laughs> services so um, and yes churn is very high for different reasons uh, yes because there is a fragmentation of the content sports used to be on Todd, but then there are more and more sports available on Shade now, on Stars Play. So depending on the, the time of the year, maybe you want to switch a little bit uh, yes. and change your service. Um, when it, Ramadan is still an important time of the year. Shade is very strong, so definitely everyone will go to Shade at this time of the year. Then, the, um, then OSN Plus, they have HBO. So I'm sure that uh, when... Uh, when uh, House of the Dragon, uh, the new season of House of the Dragon uh, will be there, they will also go uh, uh, go to SN Plus. But then they will leave. They will leave SN Plus definitely. So mm -hmm. um, to answer your question, like the yeah, the complexity of this market comes also from the fragmentation uh, of the content uh, available. So, so in terms of retention strategy, they are quite, which is something I've I've heard before, quite sophisticated and also dynamic. So. It's not that you can say, okay, we have this strategy and we for the next three years, this is what we will do. It depends a lot on the time of the year, what the others are doing. Yes. So which rights you have, especially if you're focusing on sport and things like that. Yes, yeah, definitely. And do you think there is any retention like tactics that culturally works uh, 
in MENA better than in other regions? So something specific you have not. Um, yeah, what I saw, the re retention tactic, I don't know if it's uh, one of your tactics, but definitely going hybrid is one of them. So you don't lose a lot of this. So uh, 20, there's 64% of the local streaming services that are still SVOD. Um, but now um, more than 33 are hybrid. So, and more and more are launching their AVOD and fast offering. So it means even if you lose a, a SVOD subscriber, you keep it on the AVOD or fast uh, platform. Mm -hmm. So it's a way also, so it's you know, to, to transition back also. Basically. Yeah. And then you want to push them back. Uh, maybe uh, when you have a kind of the ideal content available or yeah. something as you know, specific offer. So definitely going hybrid is a way to uh, minimize the impact of churn in, in, in the MENA region and to generate also uh, additional revenue with uh, advertising. And, and one thing, do you have a view of, uh, I obviously have an interest in that, of the vendor market. So who's, who's building all this platform? Is it local uh, companies? Is it, you know, big uh, integrators or company from Europe or the US? It's a mix. Do you have a view on that? Yeah, definitely it's a mix of local and international players. Having said that, um, from my point of view, it's uh, it's definitely complex for the international vendors to access the market. They need to show that uh, they don't come only for uh, an event and then uh, and then leave. They need to show that they want to invest in the region. So coming for the events uh -huh. is a first uh, step, but then uh, definitely, if they want to perform in MENA, they need to have someone here. It can be, you know, like uh, just a one person, but at least the um, people, the, the streaming services in the region, they, they will, uh, you know, uh, put a face on a vendor, a local face on a vendor. So it's a tactic I would, uh, I would uh, recommend. Mm -hmm. Another one is to, to show that they understand the specificities of the region so they can write article about uh, how they can support the region. They can write a post on LinkedIn, but they need to, to show off a little bit and, and to not only replicate their mo the model they have in Europe or in the US and just try to sell the same platform or software mm -hmm. here, but they need to uh, maybe work on use case, um, target a specific uh, country, but show that they understand the mm -hmm. main, uh, the, 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 um, the region. No, that, that makes sense. So, but you think the, so I'm sure the fact that you are there, you see a bright future for streaming OTT in that region. You, you will see uh, growing more. Penetration of uh, streaming will keep growing, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, strongly, I strongly believe this. Like, I don't say it's easy, um, mm. but we all need to be smart. Personally, what I try to do is, uh, I try to, I learn every day. Uh, that's why also I write, I started writing the streaming lab. And, um, I learn about the new business model available. So I look at what's happening in the US, what's happening in Europe, but I don't replicate. I never push like uh, the streamers to replicate those models. Uh, I push them to localize, to adapt. Um, and the region is uh, catching up very quickly. Mm. And, and they will find maybe their own models, you know? They, uh, there are not that many players with ad-supported SVOD, for example. They decided mm -hmm. to keep SVOD on one side, AVOD on the other. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. It works well. Um, again, like in, in, in some countries, 
price sensitivity is very uh, high. So that's mm -hmm. why AVOD is still very is still key yeah. in, in those markets. Yeah. The next challenge, I think, in the region will be the monetization mm -hmm. um, when it comes to uh, ad-supported streaming services. But I feel like uh, a lot of players, they try to, to, to better understand how to, to better monetize. Um, international advertising players also, uh, ad tech players, they come to the region more and more. They, mm -hmm. they don't just want to sign new clients, you know, they need to educate the market um, and, and localize their, uh, their offers. So yeah, it will keep growing. And um, I will say, yeah, I'm pretty confident for 2024. Okay. So thank you, Jan, and uh, maybe let's talk again in six months or, or the, at the end of the year to see how the year has developed with everything that is happening also in sports and in media. I mean, there are constant Dif news. and difficult to keep up with uh, everything that is happening in the media and sport technology business. Definitely. Thank you so much. Uh, I started a podcast also talking about streaming in Mina and streaming in uh, India. And uh, with uh, my friend Vinit Mehta, we already released 11 uh, editions. So it's a weekly podcast. So yeah, I'm sure I will uh, invite you very soon on it. Okay. <laughs> Va bene. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good Thank week. Thank you so much, Carlo. Have a good week. Bye-bye.